3: Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. You know, I wasn't going to do this tonight. I wasn't going to do this for a while. I was, um, I was thinking that maybe I would hold off and, on the podcast stuff for a bit. Um, just a lot. Obviously, I'm busy. I work at a newspaper and um, a couple of newspapers, really, here in uh, Massachusetts. And um, so, if you were one of the 586 people who <laughs> listened to this, this is uh, episode one of the Burn Barrel from. Uh, June of 2020. 2020. you know it 's been crazy so there 's been all sorts of stuff going on we 're trying to you know still promote the paper while covering all the pro covering all the um coronavirus stuff and now of course the protests and the riots and this and that and uh you know so doing that just means that you know it never ends you know you 're always plugged into the news cycle and you 're always um Looking around, you know, I can't stop now. I mean, I can't. You know, there's always something that comes across the transom, and uh, you know, you got to talk about it, and you got to write about it, and got to, you know, for the hard news stuff, you got to send the reporters there, and this and that. And so, anyway, I wasn't going to start the a podcast. Um, my wife uh, wanted me to start, and she said it's a good idea. And it kind of, I mean, I've, I've, I had one a couple of years ago, and I still do one. So anyway, so that's, um, that's just about two years ago, well, just under two years. Okay, that is. That is um, just amidst the chaos, and uh, certainly at that point, the coronavirus adventure was just beginning. Mm-hmm. So Alice Shattuck, who does look lovely again, Alice. It is interesting. People don't know just how dead you are inside currently <laughs> from the day you've had, but you look great. Thank um, you, honey. I what appreciate that. wonder if you're that. one of those people who looks better the more dead you are inside.
4: <laughs> Maybe. It's possible.
3: Uh, so here's my thing. So that was twenty and twenty. All the machinations of the coronavirus came. All this. I just got back from Newburyport, Massachusetts, a few minutes ago, where I walked in and there was a sign saying masks are required. This they hadn't been required for a while, but the masks are required.
4: Did you put one on?
3: I had one in my pocket. Did
4: you wait till you were asked to put one
3: on? No, I, I was. I, I I wrestled over it for a second. I didn't see it coming. Had I known and drove there, I might have just resolved not to put one on. But I had the one from the dentist office. And
4: my approach is always to play dumb. walk well, and uh, wait till someone asks me and then be like, oh, I don't. Well, have uh, one. I don't uh, know. But
3: I didn't. I, I, I'm not trying to do a cop out here because I could easily just lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you literally it, did it, well considering i was you know uh you know mr he-man excalibur today anti-mask on the radio <laughs> and tonight i was wearing one um e- you know i i was uh i was just you know i've i've done my mask standing up there's no doubt about that you know i've i've not i've i've put it all in on this fight i just didn't see it coming so so I, it, it just got me very surprised and also i needed to get the frig in and get the frig out Get my stuff. I also consider Market Basket, which is where I shop, not the enemy. If I'm going to have a confrontation, I don't want it to be there. I don't want any of those people who I respect in that business to be any part of my situation. Newburyport, Massachusetts is a psychotic place. And so mm-hmm. that's it's fine. My point is this, Alice. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, in the midst of the stuff, started a podcast about, uh, about the chaos and the craziness that mm-hmm. was haf- happening. On... Uh, this coming Monday, I show as being February February, 7th.
4: February Feb- seventh. February February seventh. There's the next. There's another R. There's not the an R that you're supposed February. to be saying. It's for pretentious
3: people. <laughs> say that. So Alice, this is my. Here's my thing. So um, I've been uh, every day. I do the same thing on the radio, and I look at the the Massachusetts cases and deaths, and the Connecticut cases and deaths, and then the United States cases and deaths. Mm-hmm. So Alice. Come Monday, everybody in school in the town we live on mm-hmm. will go and be socially distanced. They'll be plexiglass. They'll be standing on the corner of the street at the at the bus stop, all the yeah. kids with their masks on. And and they're gonna have, have the mask on the social distancing. Some kids are gonna be made to eat outside in certain places mm-hmm. and some other kids can't eat in the cafeteria because of the mask thing. And mask, 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 mask. That's what's happening in the world. Uh, all uh, all over the place. That's going to be happening Monday as it happened today, as it will happen tomorrow. But come Monday, Alice, Mm -hmm. there's going to be kids wearing masks behind plexiglass, socially distant. But guess what? There's not going to be. COVID? Correct. (laughs) So we're going to be dressing the part As if in costume for COVID,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: well, not us, kids. Right. But COVID is going to be gone. At what effing point Mm -hmm. is the joke up?
4: Well, right. And I don't know when we have to stop. It, because it's funny because, like, the things that we've held on to the most are like the least useful things to prevent the spread of COVID, like plexiglass and masks and stuff, like, right. don't help. And, and like, even the most useless parts of wearing masks, right? Because the people that they do the least for are kids who are at incredibly low risk of COVID anyway. And then that's the people that spend most of their time masked in the country are children, not. Adults who are at more risk if you're going to, you know, have that argument that somebody needs to wear a mask. You know, it's it's in groups of adults, not groups of kids. That's ridiculous. Why are schools the only place where masks are required for everybody all the time? So, as you know, I went out uh, Tuesday evening
5: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: and saw a friend and uh, we went to this bar and we... Like a restaurant slash bar. And so when you come in, you're not like right at the bar and they have a big sign that says you're required to wear a mask between the door and the bar. Mm -hmm. And then once you sit down, you can take it off at the bar. But it's like all one space right so they i didn't have a mask but they had like a box of masks by the door so i like took one of the masks from the box of masks and sort of like half-heartedly started to move it toward my face as i walked towards the bar and then set it down when i got to the bar so that was my approach to handling it and and then at the cub scout meeting i didn't have one and the den leader was like do you have a mask and i was like uh No, I don't. I haven't needed one in like a year. I just I don't even know where I would get one anymore. And he went and got me and our son masks from his car that he had that he owned so that we wouldn't make people uncomfortable. Okay, but- okay I, I get that.
3: But are we still going to do this, make pretend when there's no more COVID? Because that's Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday, it's gone.
4: Well, I know people who think we should keep doing it because, you know, like the flu and all the other things and lots of like think pieces being written about how they do it in Asia. And, and I get that as a daily preventative lives.
3: measure, etc., cetera, to, to adopt it to lives. But right now, we are, you know, putting on, you know, infantry uniforms in June of 1945. Now, when there's no reason to. Because it's over. No. Don't touch
1: anything. Head out. No, but um
4: What do you need? <sighs> My tongue is burning. What did you eat?
3: Did you eat those things that go on cakes? What did you eat? Oh, the chips?
4: Mm. Oh, yeah. Have those Sally can, and James be, get you some milk. Yeah, they should get you some milk. Milk but, and, and a piece of bread. That'll be good. Bread always works with spicy James, stuff. Sally and James, help! Sally and Thank James! You.
3: Help, tell them to get it right for you right now, and then let you watch whatever you want. Our entire system needs to change, obviously.
4: Well, the problem is, is I took away all the devices and then under pressure, I gave them back and everybody went downhill once again. Life was much better when those devices were handed away. I'm
3: not even talking about just because interruptions here. I'm just talking about just this week is a good snapshot of...
4: No, I can't. I don't want them to have them anymore. No, I'm totally them away again. But let's poc- let's let's okay. table
3: that. and Get back to pretending we're doing a podcast for people who are listening right now. Rather, yeah. actually, we could just handle all our <laughs> uh, our housekeeping it's right only there
4: time we have time to yeah, it's, talk. Actually,
3: it's true. It's true. So, so apart from the people who want to don't want to get flu anymore, are we gonna? What are we doing? Pretending it's not over and still pushing kids around. I talked to a teacher today. She got very emotional. She had been crying, mm-hmm. and she's she's enforcing the mask mandates, but with her kids, she doesn't like doing it. She tells the kids, "Please, you, this is I, I need your help with this because you know we have to be in compliance or else we'll all get in trouble, mm-hmm. etc." She said she actually used a term. She said it. She's it hurts her to see that it's changed the personalities of some of the people in her class. She's got, I think, uh, high schoolers. She said, like some of the sassy girls among other things, have become more introverted. And it's like freaking heartbreaking. Imagine that. You're, 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 you're developing your extroverted uh, personality in mm-hmm. high school, bouncing it off people. You're learning to be charismatic and gregarious in front of people, and that thing gets sniffed out, snuffed out, because of what is really an, an odd moving trauma with this thing. It's like freaking. It's 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 heartbreaking. She said that she's had she's stood outside of her classroom with big, strong young men who have bawled their eyes out to her. Um. So it's I uh, I don't get it. I, I I don't. I haven't seen evidence that 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 this is going to. end. if the if the board of health says, well, you still have to do it. And the school says, well, you still at some point somebody's just going to have to everybody's going to have to stop
4: right no there has to come some end point but the thing is is we've blown past if everybody talks about off ramps we've blown past all the off ramps now and i'm not sure what else can get people to stop they can all get vaccines their kids can all get vaccines unless they're under five in which case they're at such low risk it's just absurd that your under five year olds probably going to be allowed to get a vaccine soon, too, even though that's insane. But the, the under five year olds are at less risk than the vaccinated adults, which is incredibly low risk. Right. Like the whole thing is so dumb. We have all the things we need to not do this. It's not clear that the mask stuff is doing anything anymore. Certainly telling people to wear a mask between the door of the restaurant and the bar doesn't do anything. Telling kids to wear cloth masks at school. Doesn't do anything. I mean. I, I don't know what level of safety. Will make people feel like they can take off the masks. If this level of safety won't do it. Right. And I realize like we are still averaging like 2,000 deaths a day. In the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but.
3: Which is a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Than kids in masks.
4: Yeah. But we would do a lot better Preventing those deaths if, you know, we made sure to get more boosters to people in nursing homes and stuff. That's been like they're they're pushing boosters harder on college students than they are Mm -hmm. on like the elderly in nursing homes who are the people who need them. Actually, you know, the whole thing is so ridiculous. It's there's no focus on, you know, the mitigations that actually work. And it's so crazy now because you see people like Leanna Wen now had a big article and a thread on Twitter about how it's time to get rid of the restrictions and most of the mandates can go. And they're saying this because, I mean, she said she cited a poll that 70 percent of people are done with COVID. And she's like, people are exhausted of these mitigation members. And if we want to preserve any credibility for public health and any You know, desire by people to listen to public health quote experts in the future then we have to stop this before people like totally don't listen to us at all anymore right right? which two things about that one it's too late for that (laughs) opportunity to not seem like psychos who don't care about public health at all totally blown that's over no one's gonna listen to you anymore it's way you're way 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 past that no one cares and second of all her, her mentions, her comments, like all the people are applying to her, and she's a big COVID alarmist. So she's followed by all kinds of like crazy blue wave, like totally COVID is going to kill me people. And they're all replying like, how can you say this? What a terrible idea. I hope no one follows your advice. Blah, blah, blah. Why should we? Just because people are sick of the pandemic, there are still thousands of people dying a day. We need these restrictions. How dare you say this? Like, And she's like one of the most alarmist people. Why can't they just see like... This person is one of the most pro-COVID restriction people out there and she's saying we don't need these Right, anymore. although,
3: you know, have you noticed that in the face of all the violent reactions she's gotten on Twitter, she's capitulated somewhat?
4: Oh, has she? Which
3: just tells you how sound the public health science is.
4: Well, right, because they're now... And I think Joe Biden it's is like... Wait, you're
3: going to yell at me? It's no longer safe.
4: I think Joe Biden's kind of in stuck in this uh, situation too because they have... You know, he's beholden to these same interests. The teachers' unions aren't going to let go of this. The colleges aren't going to let go of this. The, I mean, his interest groups and his most motivated voters, they don't they don't want to let go of COVID. Right. So here's Trisha they're preventing Santos. Him. He the, could declare victory on COVID now, but he's not going to.
3: Here's Trisha Santos. She's the AFSCME uh, union teacher honcho in mm-hmm. uh, Connecticut.
5: get it. Look, my granddaughters are four and five. They hate wearing a mask. They do not like it at all. But they do it, and they do it for their own safety.
3: What do you say to a person like this? Among other things, I guess, who's telling them they're going to be unsafe if they don't wear a mask (laughs) and remove that person from their lives because that person is an abuser?
4: And it's crazy. This is, I mean, like, it's. We're dealing with people who have a psychological problem mm. and need therapy. Really, because they've now developed like these weird phobias and OCD around masking and stuff. It's not real, it's not based in a real thing. And they need to take it down a notch for other people. Like, if they want to go around in N95s, then be my guest. But, like, but they you there need
3: to be- public health people to start saying. Thing is, they can't. Some Fauci of them have. Fauci and Walensky can't tell people sternly that the masks are not harming the kids. They can't. They can't do that. It, the about face would be freaking crazy. Well, yeah.
4: Look what happened to Leanna <laughs> Went. People, she's missed like mask in your car when you drive your kid home from school with the windows open. Like, I mean, that she's crazy, and so she's cultivated a fan base that's crazy. But yeah, like, how they can't back down from this now, although you you are starting to see glimmers, you know what I mean? Like, Michelle Wu has said, although not set a date, that the Boston vaccine mandate won't be permanent, and you have Leanna Wen writing this piece, even if she's having to capitulate a little. You know, their base is not ready to let go of this, but they're you can see the signs in what they're saying that they're like testing the waters to try to like test the messaging here to see how we can slowly back out of this because they know now that this is pretend at this point, right? We're not really in the thick of this pandemic anymore. The cases are all dropping. The deaths are dropping. We've gotten over another spike. Everybody's now had Omicron. Like, I don't know how many other ways there are to say it. This is, Done now. It's done to the extent we can do anything about it. The mitigations aren't really helping anymore. So we don't really need to still be doing them. But I, for one, like, I'm nervous. Even if we get rid of masks now, right? And then, like, school goes back to normal. And suppose you and I sent our kids back to school in the fall then because it was back to normal. And then what happens when, you know, they? find some new mild variant well, and there start to be some cases in October and the school goes well I guess we have to put masks back you on You heard now. what
3: happened Vivek Murthy said it yesterday we need to be able to dial up and dial down uh-huh. restrictions. Yeah
4: so I don't I still don't trust them to send my kid back to school because we used to have an understanding with the school district that my kid would be allowed to go to school without something covering their face. And now that agreement is broken, that tacit agreement. And, you know, I can't trust that they're not going to turn around and make my kid do remote school or turn around and make my kid wear a mask all the time or turn around and require a stupid shot. Like, I don't want to live in a world where, like, the requirements for going to school can change any day at the drop of a hat. It's not a way to live, and it's not a fair social contract to anybody. And, you know, I, part of me hopes they continue down this path because they're going to keep losing support here because more and more there are normal people who are saying this is insane, what we're doing
5: to kids and what we're doing to our society in general.
3: Agreed. Here's a mom talking at one of these Board of Ed meetings in Virginia.
5: I know there are many educators who want to protect children. This goal is not different from my own. Our implementation preferences may differ, but we want the same thing—to get through COVID without harm. Unfortunately, politics leads us to believe there is only one solution—masks. Yet thousands of schools around the country have been open during the entire pandemic without masks and no corresponding rise in serious illness. There were not child coffins lined up as some educators in this county suggested would be the case. In fact, things have been going pretty much as normal. Kids are getting sick despite wearing masks. We are forcing healthy children home for exposure despite them wearing masks. And we are segregating children by vaccination status and religious exemption status, despite the wearing of masks. So I ask you, if masks work, why don't they? Hmm. I'd now... Here, here. I'd now like to cover the facts. Not policy as determined by the White House, not CDC recommendations, which I remind you is still policy. Policy, my ad, that I might add, that changes by the day without any basis in science at all. So here are the facts that are available to any one of you. Over the course of the pandemic, 49,000 children have died of all causes. 331 of those were COVID-related. Yet we have turned kids' lives upside down at school for what is essentially a non-risk, Let's put that risk into context. Last year, fewer kids died of COVID-19 than of heart disease, cancerous tumors, suicide, homicide, and drownings. Have the protocols, have have the schools stopped serving hamburgers and french fries? Have we put up tinfoil on the ceilings to block power lines? Do we even address the growing incidences of suicide during the pandemic? No, we play politics with kids' faces by placing restrictive fabric over their noses and mouths that the CDC itself has said don't do anything, and it's for their safety. This is asinine. This is blatant political theater, and it needs to end. Finally, regarding that end, I need to point something out that has been bothering me. On November 15th of last year, I had the privilege of speaking with Dr. McDade for 10 minutes following the CRT town hall meeting. During that discussion, which was friendly and cordial, I asked what she, as superintendent, could do to get the kids out of masks. Dr. McDade told me that she would if she could, but that her hands were tied by then-Governor Northern's executive order mandating face coverings.
3: <laughs>
5: and if it weren't for that, things would be different. Well tonight, things are different. Yeah. And I'd like to ask you Dr. McDay, tonight, what has changed and what do you plan on doing now that your hands are untied? I'm in fact, I'm asking all of you to step up the way other leaders who have, who have and are ending COVID restrictions by the day. What, When will you, what will it take? You are on the losing side of history. Thank and it's time know, to make that, that right before these children now.
3: Thank you. Here, here. Holy hell. Yeah, the traffic.
5: I assume. How
3: viral
4: is that? Is that a popular clip? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, it YouTube's going to kick us off then probably. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yes. It's always when we play something that's viral where somebody questions like if masks work. Always. Guarantee you. But I'll put it up. Hopefully it will be okay. I don't know. holy
3: hell that was a that was a rousing thing
4: yeah but i mean these people don't care and that's why like there's a thousand million of these speeches of parents saying all the right things at these meetings and going viral and people say here here and all this stuff but it just doesn't like they still end up making the policies do you see what i mean like they just don't care you know, And they complain then that these parents are allowed to come talk to them. They mute everybody in the Zoom meetings. They kick people out. <laughs> they don't let people have time to talk. It goes on and on. These school boards are terrible. The woman in our town who's up for a school board re-election this spring, this spring is one of the people who laugh emojied at the people down the street who had the bear that was making fun of unvaccinated people who died of COVID.
3: Wait, what She's
4: happened? She's... Okay, remember the bear yeah, statue that was laughing because was you didn't making get your fun vaccine.
3: Of so you have to Laughing die.
4: of people who die of your COVID yes. shot. One of the people who did like a little laugh emoji on the post and thought it was awesome and hilarious. She's our school board representative for this town. That's who's making the decision is people who think it's funny if you die, if you're unvaccinated. So it doesn't matter what happens unless you get these psychopaths out of office. I know in some places, you know, the school boards are appointed. So I don't know what you do there. You have to. It's a bigger thing. Is ours a regional
3: school board or just for our town?
4: Yeah, but each town elects representatives to the regional school board. So each of the three towns in our region each year elects one person to the school board. Hmm. So.
3: I don't like it that our region sounds so much like Untuck It. <laughs> Why? Because I don't like the idea of shirts that are untucked. Well, uh, I
4: assume soon we won't be able to keep that name anyway, because that's a Native American name. So yeah. we're going to have to get rid of that along with our mascot. Actually, uh, did you see the uh I saw it. I, I saw You don't want to hear that?
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Alice.
4: So uh, a certain other town that shall remain nameless used to have a mascot, Red Raiders near us and they uh... you can't
3: have that because the indians were called red raiders among other things and uh well well indians were called red men uh, because that was a name that other indians came up for indians Mm -hmm. uh, somewhat proudly it it comes from a one tribe that used to paint themselves all red uh but we're supposed to think it's a trump MAGA people came up with it as a slur so malrose had to change its name of its it's, yeah. It's so for team. for
4: several years now, people who been never the...
3: play football or watch one of the games have now decided they're changing the culture, and here we go.
4: So they for years were the Red Melrose M's. They had no mascot. They just all had an M on their uniforms, kind of like the Washington football team. But they've uh set they've narrowed it down to a list of potential names. Um, here we go. They could be the Melrose Express
2: because they do have it. trains
4: that go through their town. So see, Express. They're like, yeah. They could be the Melrose Highlanders, because they're named after Melrose, Scotland. Uh, they could be the...
3: By the way, the Highlanders were problematic themselves. I don't yeah, know if you're... I don't
4: know. And are there any Scottish people who might be offended by you appropriating their culture? I don't know Hell, if you're allowed Not only
3: that, it sounds a little bit... Uh, it reeks of whiteness to me. Mm.
4: They could be the Melrose Red and White... I I That'll really a, get you standing up for something. They should do it. <laughs> the Melrose Red and White. Well, that won't offend anybody, at least. The Melrose Red and White. Uh, the Melrose Red Hawks.
3: A lot of people are going with hawks.
4: Mm-hmm. A lot of which I've is heard not hawks so, floated for here, which,
3: too. Right, which is not a surprising thing. Um, they, they've changed the, the Glastonbury team. No, the Farmington team in Connecticut to the River Hawks. And a guy yeah. asked who was from Farmington, he said, what is a River Hawk? Good question. Nobody really knows. You know well, they
4: said Riverhawks for here because they were saying like because we have hawks here and a river. Well, no, <laughs>
3: so- but I think Riverhawk is a name that most of these woke towns, wokesters, come up with because it's a little fierce. The hawk <laughs> and there's a river, so it's you know it's got a derivation that's you know mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense. And,
4: and uh, <sighs> last but not least, the Trailblazers, because of the trails in the conservation land.
3: Anchored. I could they should do it.
4: <laughs> no. Good for them. Uh, yeah. I don't understand I mean, even like the Washington Commanders, it's like these names just like reek of names decided by committee, don't they?
3: It's it's names decided by people whose main uh talent is not being creative. Right. Anybody creative would have... Well, we saw what pe- creative people did. They made interesting names. They were named after indigenous warriors, which totally makes sense when playing a fierce game in competition. Okay, can we go to other... F- I mean, sorry. Other... Um, <laughs> Allison Camarada. Yeah. Allison Shattuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's just a little... Uh, some of her... Uh, on zucker
0: do just want to say something personal for a moment if i may sure that is i mean i i feel it deeply personally but also i think i speak for all of us and our colleagues this is an incredible loss it's an incredible loss jeff is a remarkable person and an incredible leader he (laughs) has
3: i can't i'm trying to cycle through things i'm allowed to call her a remarkable person yeah he is a remarkable person certainly he had a, more than two decades long, it sounds like a fair, well married. Uh, he turned his news organization into a running joke. He used his position to run cover for a principal uh, in the news cycle who is a guy who is responsible for a lot of bad things, much more malevolent, more malevolent than Donald Trump could ever be. This guy, what Zucker did... Is antithetical to every, should be antithetical to every single journalism instinct that any real journalist has. What he did is he hired and promoted dumb cu- cupcakes like Alison Camerata and gave her a position where she wasn't qualified and was a, hung out there as a fool. She's a dumb. She is, I'm sorry. She's a dumb. Lemon's a dumb. Um, Anderson is pretty much a dumb. He hired a bunch of absolute mediocre talent and gave them gigs.
0: He was a boss. has this uncanny ability to make, I think, every one of us feel special and valuable.
4: <laughs> That's probably true. They probably did feel special and valuable. Do you realize
3: if I had said in the Boston Herald, Sitting with Joe Shaka and Jules Crittenden, the editor in chief and one of the editors. Mm-hmm. If I had said that, I do feel like I would like to feel more special and valuable here. Do you realize? I, <laughs> and I'm not. And I and I love Jules, but he probably and rightfully would have thrown me out of the sixth floor window with very good reason. Can you imagine? That's what these these.
4: That's what they think is required from a leader at a news organization. Did did
3: he make you feel special today? Yeah, he made me feel special. How about you? Yeah, he made us feel special. Isn't that great?
4: Holy Christ! He apparently made the chief marketing officer feel extra super special. (laughs) I mean, like, what do you want? It's remarkable. This is not a serious leader of an organization. An editor should not be making them feel special. (laughs)
0: In our own way, even though he is managing an international news organization of thousands of people. I just Mm. know that he had this unique ability to make us feel special. And I don't think that that
4: comes around all the time.
3: This cupcake should not be. She should not be.
4: Why is it even the case? Speaking freely like this. Why is it even the case that all of CNN is just shooting the shit about it on air? Like, talking about there it really sucks to lose him as a boss he was so cool and nice he made me feel special well, like about somebody who's in the news for unethical behavior
3: right i would mean, figure that the cnn pr department is saying <laughs> holy god and can't
4: the lo- they stop them i guess there's no boss there anymore there's <laughs> like, no boss <laughs> there
3: anymore there's a total
4: so everybody's just doing whatever they want but it's incredible that they're going on air and like doing this
3: giving a thoughtful testimonial about a guy who was wholly corrupt, who misused his news organization, his news organization. Remember, right. CNN gets special access to places because they're considered the media.
4: Also, and this is a side note, but I really feel that the bar for like sexual behavior has now dropped so low that when this news broke, everyone was like, so what? It's an adult. So what? It was consensual. Like As though the only ways you can be unethical... In the bedroom are (laughs) by raping children or something. Like, I don't. What? Cheating on your spouse is still unethical. Failing to disclose that you're in a sexual relationship with somebody else at work that you have to, that you're a superior of is still and not disclosing it. That's still unethical. Like, and people are like, oh, big deal. What is it? It's like we're back now after being horrified by Trump. We're now like back to Clinton sexual exactly. ethics where it's like, oh, come on, don't be such a prude. You know, they're all adults. Whatever. And I
0: think, again, it's an incredible loss. And I just think it's so regrettable how (laughs) it happened. If if what you're reporting Mm. is true, these are two concerns. I like
3: that. I like that. You know, one journalist to another, if what you're reporting is true, my goodness.
0: Sending adults who are both executives, sending adults, that that they can't have a private relationship, um, feels wrong. Well, I think there's two. Feels wrong.
3: Let me tell you something. Um, This is why. They have teleprompters. This is why they don't let dumb cupcakes speak freely. But like
4: at any company, at any company with like a big company with an HR department and serious executives who are making millions of dollars a year, not just a news organization, at any company, if two of the executives, one of whom reported to the other, were sleeping together and hadn't disclosed it to the company, it would be a really big problem for the company. Companies don't want you doing that. It's not like, that's not like, oh, they're just normal consenting adults, please. Like, first of all, they both had spouses. Well, yes. Which just makes even, you a scumbag, well, sorry, well, but it well, does. He,
3: well, absolutely. Considering, you know, one day, you know, he's uh, having private conversations with the marketing director in his office for three hours at a time, door locked. And then on day five, the family comes in with the strollers to visit him, and the whole staff has to act like uh, something wholesome's happening, even though they're all complicit. So uh, they're all filth over there at CNN. That's fine. We want to get to some real journalism here that happened today at the State Department uh, with Matt Lee, is his name, right?
4: He's always great. Yeah, from the AP. This guy.
3: <laughs> what's this guy's name? This this uh, pencil neck dude, Ned. It's Ned, right?
4: Yes, you wrote about him in your sub. Yes, I what have. Is his name? It's
3: great, um, Ned, defense spokesman Ned Price. Ned Price. So you know, you've heard in the news, and I heard it during my news today at the at TIC, Daniel Talking about the Russians were planning on putting on a little green men show, with, complete with fake uh, uh, casualties from. An attack by Ukrainians, so the Russians were going to put on a theatrical performance of a Ukrainian attack, killing a bunch of Russians, so then the Russians would have to begin their incursion into Ukraine. That's the idea, and I heard, listened to it today. I thought, wow, that's kind of a bizarre thing to to know. Uh, but Matley challenged it. Uh, oh nice. no! Uh,
6: Report we made okay. public. It's uh, coming
3: out of one ear, right? Mm-hmm. We got to find another one. I got to find another one. Okay, here's. Oh, well, here. No, no. Uh, let me find another one. Can't do the one ear thing. i'll oh, we find it. Ned, Ned Price?
4: Yes, Ned Price, State Department. Matt Lee, AP.
3: Du, 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 du okay here's a couple minutes of it
1: of outside reports but you certainly cite them quite a bit uh, in your own human
3: I don't like this hold on let me find another one okay how about this what What a mouthful there um no, no, say so no. no. you- what's happening no, okay can you go no, out with James no you need to go with Sally no go James. With James
4: you need to go with Sally and <laughs> James, James. Now, oh, well, I can't. Tell. I was in the middle of yelling.
3: I know. I can't tell when the now is, but well, people can <laughs> see us saying it anyway. Okay, buddy, we'll see you downstairs. No, yeah, okay? but
4: you just hurt their ears okay. by turning the mic back on in the middle of.
1: Okay, one. so here's
3: Matt Lee of the AP with Ned Price.
1: You said actions such as these suggest otherwise. Suggest meaning that they, they suggest they're not interested in talks, and they're going to go ahead with some kind of a what action are you talking about?
6: One, the actions I've just pointed to—the uh, fact, the, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation—well, uh, you, know, you made an
1: allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is
6: what we—what I have just said—that they have engaged in this activity well, uh, in this planning in, well, hold activity. On a what but, activity. But let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, I'm ago. Sorry,
1: you made, made, made what report public? If you'll let me finish, I will
6: okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So, that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has well, already taken. It's
1: an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they? I mean, this is like crisis actors, really. This is like Alex Jones territory. You're getting into now. Um, What evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the in in the making?
6: Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have
1: declassified. I
6: think you know. Okay.
1: Well, where where is it? Where where is this information?
6: It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well,
1: where is it? Where is the declassified information?
6: I just delivered it.
1: No, no you made a series of allegations and would statements. Would you would you
6: like us to print out the topper because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for no, yourself? That's not
1: evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like, Matt? I I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that you can show that that. Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that that, that you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. a I long know that time, was my point. As, you as, you as have you, know. you
6: you have been doing this for quite a while. You know yeah. that when we okay,
3: but it's a tough one because he doesn't have. Um, he's kind of stuck. He's kind of stuck in the middle of that stuff because he doesn't have.
1: <laughs> you said actions such. Damn it, man.
3: There's a little bit more to it. It's a nice thing you say. So anyway, he doesn't have... He says that this crisis actor stuff is going to happen, but we don't really have anything on it. So, okay, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen, but it seems kind of odd that we can't say... I don't freaking trust this administration. Let me put it right there. No, of course
4: not. Why would you trust trust them? I don't trust crisis
3: actors are not going to be doing or will be doing something. I don't believe what they're saying. They lied about the Russian espionage with, with Trump. They lied about the Russians hacking the election, which was used by Zucker's uh, CNN cupcakes as news vernacular. The Russians hacked the election. I don't trust these bastards at all. I don't trust that 19 Intel services said that the Russians had hacked the election.
4: Yeah, they also told us that suicide bombers were going to attack the Kabul airport, so they had to blow up this car that just turned out to be like a random family with kids. So, you know, go figure. You can't trust them. They're awful. They're terrible. They're the most useless administration, and they're so full of it. Like, yeah, you can't trust them at all. Who would trust them after on foreign policy after Afghanistan?
1: Correct. But, no, you made it.
6: Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we have it's declassified. It's
1: not the format, it's the content.
6: I'm it, sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry it's you not that I you, don't I'm sorry like you are doubting this. the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. No, I, I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it available to you uh, in order uh, for a couple reasons. One is to attempt to deter the Russians. But Matt is right. He's not making information available to him. Yeah. He's making words available to yeah,
3: him. Yeah,
4: he's saying take our word for it.
6: Right, this is the testimony from going ahead with this activity to in the event we're not able to do that in the event the Russians do go ahead with this, to make it clear as day to lay bare the fact that this has always been an attempt on the part of the Russian Federation to fabricate a pretext.
1: Yeah, but you don't have any, any evidence to back it up other than what you're saying. It's like you're saying we think we, we, we have information the Russians may do this. But you won't tell us what the information well, is, that, and then when when, that, when you're that, asked,
6: that, that is the idea behind when, deterrence, Matt. When, when, that is the idea behind asked, deterrence. It is our hope that the Russians you're don't you're go what forward the information with this. Is,
1: you say, "I just gave it to you," but that, that's not. What, you you seem not to not understand. You seem not to
6: understand the idea of deterrence. We are trying to deter the Russians from moving forward with this type of activity. That is why we are making it public today. If the Russians don't go forward with this, that is not. Uh, ipso fact. Matt's uh, cross-examination
3: is inconvenient for this administration. And you can tell it's bothering them.
4: Yeah, they don't like taking questions from anybody.
3: Well, also, it's undermining the messaging that they're trying to do, mm-hmm. that they are on to this, that it's happening, that the Russians are showing them. And it, uh, actually, doesn't it make you wonder, uh, what are we up to exactly over there?
6: What are we, what clever idea are we thinking of over there? an indication that they never had plans to do
1: so uh, but then it's unprovable <laughs> I mean, my God what is the evidence that you have that suggests that, that, that the Russians are even planning this Matt, you I mean, mean I'm not saying that they're not but you just come out and say this and expect us just to, to, to believe it without you showing a shred of evidence that it's actually true other than when I ask, Or when anyone else asks, what's the information? You said, well, I just gave it to you, which was just you making a statement.
6: Matt, you said yourself you've been in this business for quite a long time. You know that when we make information – intelligence information public, we do so uh, in a a way that protects sensitive sources and methods. You also know that we do so – we declassify information only when we're confident in that information. If you doubt – if you doubt the the credibility of the U.S. Government, of the British Government, uh, of other governments and want to – uh, you know, find uh, solace and in information that uh, the solace? Russians are putting out
1: uh, <laughs> that is, uh, that is for you to do I'm not asking what, what the Russian government is putting out and, and what, what is it supposed to be officials are describing
6: very specific scenes, but do they actually have a video? The fact that we are able to go into such great detail, uh, obviously I'm not going to spell out what is in our possession, but I will leave. Uh, I will leave it to you. Uh, I will leave that to your uh,
1: to your judgment. To your to your <laughs> I <know that> you <laughs> spelled that. Days, do
6: you have evidence this was intended to come out in the coming days? We've we've said been for some time now that the Russians. Uh, have positioned forces. Uh, they have undertaken preparations that, if Putin decides to move forward with an invasion, uh, they're positioned to do so. They you are poised said, to do so
3: in the coming days. I mean, <laughs> is a timeline that you? Alice, are we the baddies? <laughs> is it possible? So that is a real reporter, Matt Lee, uh, doing his uh, doing his thing. Um. You know, we talked, or we could talk a little bit about the NPR thing. I don't really care to. I've I, I went through it today. Uh, it, it's just more NPR stuff where they're just. It's it's much like. You know what's happening is, is that all of these newsrooms are in uh, every corner of these places are becoming wokeified. So you're getting more cupcakes, more woke cupcakes who are into symbolism. And the boss being nice to them, he made me feel special, says the 48 year old woman.
4: <laughs> he made me feel special. I want everybody to know how special Did you do any coverage of uh, the latest, the new public health crisis over the last two years today?
3: Uh, I don't that know. That I read to you
4: from Motor Trend? <clears throat>
3: Uh, no, I did not.
4: There's been an alarming rise, honey, an alarming sudden rise in a new public health crisis called roadway deaths. Ah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, there was a, uh, an event in, I think, near Vegas a few days ago that was, uh, described as a mass casualty, uh, traffic collision. So...
3: Right. Um, so what are they up to? What's going on? What are they trying to do?
4: So, basically... Uh, This is Mayor Pete's baby. The U.S. Department of Transportation has unveiled the National Roadway Safety Strategy, aimed at carving the sudden rise in roadway deaths over the past two years. I would say it has a lot to do with mental health and substance Mm -hmm. abuse. but Along with the
3: other deaths that are happening everywhere, and and the other crime that's happening everywhere. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, the proposal calls for mandatory collision avoidance technology in new vehicles, lowering speed limits on dangerous roads, implementing variable speed limits during bad weather, adding speed cameras.
3: Let me tell you what's going to be a smirkable term in a few years from now.
4: Variable speed limits?
3: No. Mandatory collision avoidance avoidance technology.
4: technology.
3: (laughs) Uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh mcat again the mcat got him
4: (laughs) well they are trying to put in In a
3: sense it did steer him away from the oncoming subaru but unfortunately (laughs) into the path of the 18 wheeler
4: um but i know one thing there they've added to try and get in like the next two years or something all the cars have to have an automatic breathalyzer in Mm -hmm. them and they want it to be To test the air around you, not just, they want you to not be able to start your car if the person's drunk.
3: It's good. It's good in a time of inflation. Not just the thing that you blow into. They want
4: sensors in the car so that if somebody's, (laughs) so that if there's too much alcohol being breathed out into the air, it won't start. That's what they want. So I assume that falls under the umbrella of collision avoidance technology. Uh, let's see what else speed cameras love those those are great love being tracked everywhere I go it's super uh, safer designs for new roads and intersections. I'm sure we've all seen some of those safer designs in some of our own communities. Safer redesigns of existing roads and intersections. Better tracking of autonomous vehicle crashes. And this is where the Shattucks get in trouble, I think. Well, one Shattuck in particular. Better record keeping on chronically bad drivers.
3: I don't like that. There's plenty of... Uh, you had to
4: take the class a couple of years ago. You're probably My gonna second
3: ha- time, homie.
4: You're probably going to have to take it again because you didn't fight anything. your ticket.
3: I'm not taking you didn't anything.
4: fight your ticket though, so now you have a new thing. Ugh, you might have to take the class not taking again. Any class. I don't know. I'm I will drive you.
3: illegally, Alice. I am. I will go underground. I'm. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'll do time. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do time and get the electric chair than take that freaking class again.
4: Mm-hmm. The dots psychotic- action was spurred by a sudden rise in deaths on the road in the past two years. Prior to the pandemic, roadway deaths had been steadily dropping. uh, Although the rate had slowed significantly over the past 10 years The notes deaths are up Especially among pedestrians and cyclists And the majority of those deaths Are black, latin, and native peoples All of whom have corresponding lower rates Of vehicle ownership So see, racism is killing people On the roads Uh, The agency also notes drunk driving, not wearing a seatbelt And speeding were major contributors to the rise In roadway deaths over the past two years So uh, there you go Cars bad, pedestrians good And, uh, that's the way we're going now is it's racism to, uh, drive too fast. So,
3: all right, homies, uh, been nice. Homies is something we say in the nineties, Alice, in eighties It means, uh, friends kind of, it's very in. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being great. It's been a great week. It's been a hell of a crazy week. My goodness, man, we're going to try to find a way to can, uh, anybody want to sell ads for the Burn Barrel Podcast? Feel free to. We're still the uh, the ratio of uh, this many episodes to zero <laughs> commercials is remarkable. We're too busy to sell anything. Unfortunately, it's my job now to be doing it. And I'm too bu- I'm too busy. I can't. Well, I cannot. Our
4: listeners are getting a great deal. So,
3: right, there's no problem. No, you know, no, no. And I think that's great. I think that's great. But you know, it would be okay. You know, to. Uh, get the falling down ceiling fixed in the kitchen would be okay. I, You know what? I don't want to act like I'm one of those um, yoga pant, wine-drinking moms in a big Victorian house, but it would be okay if we didn't have a zip tie holding the bumper of our Burnt Orange 2010 Well, one bumper
4: up. is held on with a zip tie. One is ha- tied on with your daughter's headband. Don't brag, Ellis. Don't <laughs> that brag. That was a repair I did at the side of the road. Anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. He is at Tom Shaddock. I am at Alice Shaddock. We are also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and Burn Barrel We are Burn Barrel Podcast on Gab and Parlor. We're on YouTube, supposedly. Uh, not after this episode, I don't think honey I anything. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always find the show on Rumble. So check us out on Rumble if the YouTube Stay channel goes that. away.